Welcome to Modern Aikidoist Podcast. Please help by liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast if you're watching this on YouTube or BitChute. These are all free and help out a great deal. Also, word of mouth is how shows like this reach more people who are interested. I sincerely appreciate your interest and support. There is a fairly new concept which has emerged regarding how human beings learn effectively, called deep practice. It's not a new technology, but more of an insightful observation about the most effective way that people attain skills rapidly. Most of us have only limited time to train and learn our martial arts, so a method of practicing which can provide greater results is certainly something we can benefit from. The use of this applies to us not only as students, but as instructors. Teachers who know the concept of deep practice can guide their students through it, and more importantly, not get in the way of students who are doing it already. It also has profound impacts on the effectiveness of our teaching, particularly over longer periods of time, such as at seminars. What is the concept of deep practice exactly? Deep practice, also called deep work, is when you practice with a high level of concentration as you are working just beyond your current capabilities. Essentially, you are performing complex problem solving as you deal with a constant trial and error process. The brain in this deep state of concentration and focus is highly receptive to repatterning how the brain and body work. It is shown to provide remarkable results in improving all kinds of skills, both intellectual learning and physical skills. The first important takeaway point from this comes down to a word I'm sure every martial artist has heard many times and is familiar with, intent. If you are intent on learning something, you are not distracted or easily diverted from the subject at hand, which is practicing to improve. Very broadly, you are not tempted to skip classes to watch movies, attend parties, or indulge in other activities. Your intention to learn your art ensures you attend class so that you can learn. It could go farther than that too, with you spending time practicing at home, improving your conditioning, studying in your spare time, and other types of learning. For a more detailed point of view, when you do practice, you are focused on improvement. Every repetition you do serves a purpose. You want to find out what works and what doesn't. Repetitions are never empty movements, and you never feel that you just need to burn up time so that class can end and you can go home. Deep practice means your brain is fully engaged in reprogramming itself to perform as you want it. In the case of martial arts, the brain is controlling the body too, but most of the training is building your neuromuscular pathways, not muscle tissue. There is some conditioning involved, but the brain is doing far more work. There is a serious cycle going on with the brain. The brain initiates the movements based on what it sees. It then goes through a series of decisions for responses and chooses one. It then signals the body to move in a certain way to perform the action it felt was correct. It observes, both through sight and touch, what the results of that action were. If the entire process did not succeed, or even if it did, it goes back to try and identify which aspect of the process failed in order to improve. This is an exhausting process, and one which is difficult to maintain for extended periods of time. When a brain hits a mental exhaustion point, the learning process starts to suffer. Anyone who is crammed all night for a test the next day has probably experienced this mental exhaustion, and you understand how low your retention was for what you learned. You may have remembered enough material to pass the test, but a week or month later, almost everything you learned is now gone. Fortunately for martial arts training, we don't tend to learn this way. We attend classes every week over months and years. However, some do this and have practiced for decades and still don't have a high level of skill. This is not due to an innate lack of talent. It may or may not be due to having an ineffective teacher. 
Instead, it's likely due to the fact that they are not practicing effectively. It's easy to go through the motions as your mind wanders to other things. It's also easy to cruise through repetitions and not challenge yourself. I think this happens to martial artists a lot, especially when they get to black belt level and above. Once one feels that they're an expert and know their art quite well, they feel there isn't as much to learn anymore. Once this belief comes into your mind, it will start to lead you away from challenging yourself. If that happens, your practice will become hollow and serves no real benefit other than to be movement exercise. There are many aspects of martial arts training which can always be improved. I believe you could boil this whole point down to one word, Shoshin, or the beginner's mind. Shoshin is often described as the mindset of having ultimate humility and willingness to accept new ideas. I think it is that, and this quality of mindset is extremely important to any learning. I think another aspect to Shoshin is a hunger to learn more. It is a relentless ambition that does not let the practitioner rest. If you have this hunger, you will seek to squeeze the most benefit out of every repetition. It's not enough to work up a sweat. You want to see that your brain and neuromuscular system are performing correctly. I've found that this term deep practice describes perfectly those times when I have gotten the very most out of my own training and when I have made the most progress. It also makes clear when I have allowed myself to get distracted or lazy in doing so and wasted my time on the mat. As Aikido practitioners usually work with partners, being distracted also makes you a poor partner and you end up very likely wasting your partner's time as well. I think the worst case scenario is when your lack of focus makes you miss your ukemi or falling. I've seen this and done it myself. This is where people can get hurt because the ground is unforgiving. Gravity is a harsh mistress and doesn't care about your safety. From my experience, there are relatively few practitioners who are keen to push themselves to just beyond their comfort zone. Practicing in your comfort zone does not provide the amazing benefits that deep practice does. It's easier on the mind and certainly on the ego, but doing this won't advance the student very much. I also think that advanced students, black belts especially, are sensitive about having newer students see them fail. Failure is a crucial component of deep learning, which is error-focused. When you make a mistake, your brain identifies it and attempts to correct the error. This is the learning process. If we make no errors, we aren't learning. The image of the black belt practitioner is that he should be good enough that he doesn't make mistakes. This is flawed thinking and invites the ego to step in to protect one's prestige and reputation. The way to tear that down is to realize that failure and mistakes are what teaches us. Those are the things which contribute to our greater understanding. Practice is not designed to impress others. It's a time to improve our skills. This is another disadvantage of Aikido not having a showcase to display skills. Practitioners believe they need to display their prowess in class. I feel I need to explain that for those who are not experienced in sports competition. There's a distinct difference between training, scrimmage, and full competition. Imagine a boxer, say Mike Tyson in his prime. There was no one who could face him and have much of a hope of surviving very long. But that didn't mean that he wasn't sparring in the gym. It was part of his training. As he did so, he was sparring with partners who were not of the same caliber as the professional fighters he was training to fight. When he sparred with these partners, he would adjust his approach to work on certain aspects of his fighting. He was doing deep practice, where he focused on particular techniques or aspects of his fighting which needed to be honed. This is how high-level boxers and martial artists of all kinds train to build their remarkable skills. They break it down into chunks and focus on making each of those chunks extremely effective. From a teaching perspective, 
A good teacher will guide students into this type of approach. An instructor frames the material students should be working on and the aspects they are trying to improve on. I found that this works even with beginning students who are easily confused and overwhelmed. It is important to break down the material into easy to understand and absorb pieces. Set them up to learn even just a few things, but get them down well enough that they can see tangible progress. A significant part of this is knowing where each student is and giving them just what they need that is neither too simple nor too far beyond their level of comprehension. If either of these happen, they will not enter the deep practice zone. I found that once you impart on students the method of breaking down techniques, whether they realize they are doing deep practice or not, they pick up on the habit. The instructor can institute this method and students can experience this accelerated learning, provided they can keep their concentration. It can be easy to be either distracted or overthink your practice. Either of these will move you out of the deep practice zone. Another thing which can impede deep learning is the attitude that you cannot learn or that it is very difficult to learn. This is a mental landmine that instructors, particularly Aikido instructors, often put in front of their students. If a student is told what he is learning is difficult or impossible to learn, why would he not believe that? Two main reasons I think instructors say these things are, one, they aggrandize themselves by portraying the image that they are skilled at an art which is very difficult, if not impossible, to learn. This is an attempt to impress and only serves to feed their ego. And two, it provides the perfect excuse in advance for being a poor teacher. When the student gets frustrated with not learning at an acceptable pace, they will already have the excuse installed that the art is very complex and hard to learn. They will not suspect it as the instructor who may not be doing a good job at teaching the material. Again, this serves to protect the instructor's ego. Neither of these are valid reasons to tell students that Aikido is difficult or nearly impossible to learn. How many times have we heard this? Aikido takes decades to learn, and even those who have been practicing for decades will state that they don't know it or are good at it. Aikido is a fairly complex art, but so is juggling or playing the piano. It doesn't mean any of these are not within the reach of someone who earnestly wants to learn them and spends time practicing. Deep learning is the way to make the most of that precious practice time. It's the responsibility of the instructor to guide the students to this zone so that they can learn effectively and make good progress. Even if your instructor doesn't, you can still utilize this principle by how you manage your own practice. I've found that guiding classes using this method that I must watch students for where they are. They will tend to fall into one of three categories. They either overthink what they're shown, are confused or distracted, or are in the deep practice zone. When you see the overthinking or confusion, that's where assistance is helpful to simplify what they're doing and get them focused on only one aspect of the technique. If they are confused or distracted, then providing more clarity is required. If they are in the zone, then let them keep practicing. They are in the process of discovering technique. A good instructor does not get in the way when this is happening, as it only serves to derail the learning process. The repetitions will teach the student far more than the instructor speaking to them. That's only a starting point. I've noticed and felt myself how mentally exhausting that deep learning is. My classes run either an hour or an hour and a half. If I see students starting to hit the saturation point, I introduce some exercises which are focused on relaxing and flow. These can offer the mind some rest and let the body still work. Aikido, if anything, is about taking advantage of relaxation when it is not easy to do. I've found it is extremely difficult, even impossible, to maintain this deep learning mode for an entire day such as at a seminar. 
Despite trying very hard to do so, it's extraordinarily difficult and I find the retention rate for material drops. I always take notes or, if I'm allowed to, film the instructional portion of seminars to help me retain what I'm exposed to. As I said earlier, it's often like trying to cram for a test. It's just not an effective method for medium and long-term retention. It's my experience that the best practice time you will have is in your dojo, where you can enjoy the benefits of focused concentration in portions which your brain can handle. This lets you make the most of the learning process. Seminars can expose you to new material and give you great things to work on, but where you really make the most of those things is putting them into deep practice in your dojo. If you want to find out more about effective learning and building skills, and a far more elaborate description of deep learning, I recommend the book The Talent Code by Daniel Coyle. You can also search the web for deep learning or deep work and find articles and material on it. Another fascinating book about learning and skill building is Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Learning is a skill, as is teaching. These both have profound effects on us as martial artists and the effectiveness of our dojos. Something to consider. What do you think? Please share your ideas in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, or go to the Facebook group Aikido the Martial Side and post a comment. The Spirit Aikido online program is now live. Subscribers get access to video training and mentoring to techniques and training methods that I've adopted from other martial arts to make my Aikido more practical. There's a link in the description section. I invite you to check it out. I always enjoy hearing from listeners of the show, whether through comments or questions. Thank you all for sharing your interest. Enjoy your training.